think that's the frustration with with tax software today is, you know, so much effort is still being put into preparing a return. You know, a lot of it shouldn't be done by humans. It should be automated. And, you know, while that might sound scary to some people, what our customers have been finding is they love it, right? They're like, oh, the data, I don't have to worry about the data. It flows from transaction to accounting to tally for to, to the return, and then it's to the IRS. It, it frees your brain up, right? I don't need to think about punching the numbers in. I can think about my client. If you'd like to earn CPE credit for listening to this episode, visit earmarkcpe.com. Download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. Continuing education has never been so easy. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Earmark Podcast. I am your host, Blake Oliver, CPA, and I'm joined today by Peter Wen of tally Hey, Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Peter, we go way back. I'm so glad to talk to you because uh, it must be like 10 years now. Maybe more than that. Uh, yeah, maybe a little more. Yeah. Just about that. It's about right. Yeah. We met when you were at Zero. You were one of the early employees at Zero in the Americas, in the San Francisco office. I think 2012, we probably met. Zero just came to the US. I joined uh, very early. I'm a former CPA. So they hired me because I actually knew about accounting and tax in the US. So I was really lucky to join that team early on in San Francisco. And it was a lot of fun uh, working with that whole team, getting uh, zero here in the US. And and how many employees were there when you joined? I think I'm number 10. It depends on whether you count, you know, Craig and Catherine Walker, the CTO and, and community manager. So it was very early. We were in startup HQ, uh, south of the mission, and then we moved offices very quickly. But it was a lot of fun. And you stayed there for a while. And how long were you were you at zero? Yeah, I stayed there a good six, seven years. Did a lot there, you know, uh, expert on the accounting stuff, tax stuff. I was really on the product mostly. It grew really fast and we, we did a lot of good work over in those early days. And now you've got your own company. You've got a startup called tally Tell me about tally I know you're in the tax space. What, is, what do you do? tally is automation for tax in the cloud. As we'll talk about today a little bit, tax is such an important part of everyone's you know, professional life, the CPAs and the tax professionals that are listening. And there aren't really good cloud products out there. So tally is building uh, a really great cloud product for y'all. You had me at cloud and, and tax <laughs> because I don't come from the tax world. I come from the bookkeeping, client accounting services, CAS world. And, yeah. and so it's been strange for me to watch as over the last 10 years, decade or more, all of this cloud technology has come to CAS and bookkeeping. And now we can, yeah. we can do everything in the cloud. There's literally nothing you can't do in the cloud anymore. Right. The bookkeeping side, the CAS services side of the house really got the cloud tools first. And the tax world has been neglected <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Right? There's very few cloud products for the tax side. And that's what we aim to, to, to change. And I'm doing that because, uh, you know, when I was a CPA and did a lot of tax, I was sick of typing. I got ton- a carpal tunnel. You know, why, why enter data twice between systems and things like that? It's really an underinvested space and um, it should change for everyone's benefit. So I'm excited to have you on because 
I'm sure you've done a ton of research on tax and tax software and tax workflows in the cloud and what's manual now. And I am eager to learn. There are these massive companies that make tax software that hasn't changed, that seems like it hasn't changed in decades. And so I'm curious, like, to get an overview from you of the market, like, what is the market for tax software in the world of client accounting services or bookkeeping? We know we've got QuickBooks, we've got Zero, we've got FreshBook. There's like a handful of major players, right? Yeah. Uh, And I want to know what what is that in the in tax? What does that look like? Who's who's dominant, and who is like who who are the companies I should know? It's often overlooked that right the two sides of the house, bookkeeping and tax, are are very different. I, I say they're like cousins, right? Even if you've been in the world for the you know the cash world for a long time, you may not know the tax products, and they're not that apparent. But um, I like to say that there's really kind of the four big uh, players that make the software for the professionals, and I count them as Drake, and then there's Thomson Reuters has uh, UltraTax. And CCH Access, owned by Walters Coolers, uh, has a couple of products under their stable. You know, Pro Systems and, and CCH Access are kind of the two the two big ones. And then, you, of course, you have Intuit. Intuit has three different products uh, under their name as well: Pro Series, Pro Connect, and Lacert. So those are really the names that that are kind of current today. Okay, so I'm setting up a firm and I'm going to add tax, it's either going to be most likely Drake, Thomson Reuters. What was the name of that product? Uh, Thomson Reuters UltraTax, Ultratax. Is, their, is their kind of flagship product. They are also working on OnVio, a cloud product that they've been working on the past um, couple of years. And everyone's you know looking forward to that product as well. well. I remember that they had to delay the release of that. They've been struggling. Yeah, it's not easy building a, a cloud product, right? Yeah. Um, kind of a different way of thinking of how to architect it. So it's not an easy lift. Um, yeah, everyone's definitely wanting a true cloud product, uh, modern, new, and you know they're waiting for the details uh, on that as well. Okay, so Drake, Thompson Reuters, uh, Walters Kluwer, and you said there's two systems, Pro Systems and CCH Access. Yeah. What, what's uh, the- Pro Systems is their kind of um, more on-prem product. CCH Access is... Uh, a little bit newer, and it's meant to be a cloud product, a cloud product that's networked, not necessarily a browser-based cloud product. So would that be like hosting a QuickBooks desktop file, similar to that? It's a little bit better in the sense that it's not a desktop product put in the cloud on a virtual desktop. It is managed by by CCH as a network product. Okay. If uh, yeah, if I don't get too technical. So do I use how do I access it? Do I use a virtual terminal? Do I like is there a yeah, program? Yeah, you download a small uh, small piece of software and it it, it kind of uh, uh, automatically hooks you into your purchased um, your purchased uh, licenses. Okay. So semi cloud, I guess would be the term. Yeah, the it's the convenience is there you don't you don't need a virtual desktop. And it's a little bit easier to deploy. It's actually a little bit cheap. You don't have to pay for a virtual desktop as well. So it, it has its advantages. It's not it's not browser-based in the sense I couldn't do it on a Mac, for example. I couldn't do it on a Chrome browser. Uh, but it's definitely more robust. And ProSystems, the other Walters Kluwer product, is that the yeah. older one? Yes. Um, 
that one is still widely used at, in large firms, um, you know, that ha maybe haven't, that they do have an IT department, they can deploy it in-house uh, on-premise. So that's still a very uh, popular product. So that's where I have the server in my office and everyone's connecting to that server and yes. there's desktop software and all that. Okay. And Ultratex, the Thomson Reuters product, Ultratex, is that similar? Is that desktop? Yes. Uh, well, no, that's, uh, that's, you know, that was typically, right, it came off of a desktop product. So that typically is hosted on a, a virtual desktop and you access it in that fashion. Okay. Virtual desktop. Got it. Yeah. And then Onvio, the Thomson Reuters product that's coming is pure cloud. Yes. So people must be really excited about that because uh, <laughs> there aren't too many true cloud tax products from the major players. Yes. Everyone is, is, you know, looking forward to that product. Um, and you know, it's definitely the cloud is where we want to be, where everyone wants to be for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to go through them here. Right. Just no. our, our listeners, news. our listeners yeah. don't need to attend the session okay. where we say, what is the cloud? I, I that's a given. That's a okay. prerequisite for okay. listening to this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, for, um, making sure the right people get in. <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask you, Peter, you know, say, so tell us what is the cloud? How, what, how does cloud computing work? I think that would immediately I got a cloud here. That's like when you're listening to a podcast about, uh, or a session about cryptocurrency and somebody asks, uh, so what is blockchain? And then you have to listen to somebody explain what is the blockchain for 10 minutes. We won't do that. So thank you. Hey, and I'm, I apologize for jumping around a lot, but going back to Drake, which is the first one you mentioned, is that <laughs> desktop based? Oh yes, that is desktop okay. as well. So, and typically that's virtual hosted too. And you know, there's uh, there's services you can use to help uh, kind of manage your virtual desktop to varying degrees of efficiency and cost. I, I personally don't like virtual desktops. Well, I, I think, you know, from my experience, if it's similar to using QuickBooks hosted on a, a server yes. somewhere, like that's yes. that's what we're talking about. And it, it works, but <laughs> there's a lot of disadvantages to it, challenges with yep, it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So to review, we've got Drake, which is desktop or virtual desktop type software. We've got Thomson Reuters UltraTax, which is also you can host that virtually. Onvio, the forthcoming pure cloud product, yep. not available yet. And from Walters Kluwer, we have ProSystems, which is on-prem. And then we've got CCH Access, which is hosted by Walters Kluwer. So it's sort of like hybrid. Now, the last one you mentioned is Intuit. And they have three products, you said. So walk me through the products that Intuit has. Yeah, they've got... Um, they're all under the ProConnect brand. They have ProSeries, which is really friendly with uh, QuickBooks Desktop. They kind of go hand-in-hand -hand with the desktop products. And then they have ProConnect, which uh, used to be called Intuit Tax Online. And that's where they kind of took the name, the branding's under ProConnect. And then LaCert is really the granddaddy of their products. It's really kind of their, 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 best, their best product uh, from kind of a tax form, you know, breadth kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. So LaCert is, you know, widely used across professionals. I'm sure many of your listeners use uh, LaCert and you know, that's an old product. Uh, you know, it's been around 30 years, um, but trusted by many people. Is that Rene LaCert? Is that the same? Uh, I'm Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I don't know which uh, branch of the family. Uh, you know, as, as you all know, very uh, prolific family in the accounting and now bill payment space. So, um, yeah, that, that's lots of good stuff. That's why I've always recognized the name because <laughs> Rene LaCert is the CEO and founder of Bill.com. Yes. And I understand his family has a long history. I, I guess LaCert was a product that they created decades ago and sold to Intuit. 
Yeah, I don't know the actual history of yeah. the acquisition history of that. Um, it's definitely way back before my time. Um, I'm sure there's a there's a Wikipedia article on it. We'll just have to get uh, Renee Lassert on the show to talk about it. Right? We so. should. Okay. So so oh, I've got some more questions about Intuit first. So the Pro Series, you said that's that's desktop, hand in hand like with QB desktop. Yeah. Pro Connect used to be Intuit Tax Online. So is that an online product? Is that a cloud product? It is a cloud product. Okay. Um, so yes, it is. Um, and a lot of people are looking at that uh, because it's a cloud product, but it's a little bit older cloud product. Um, so there there are still some limitations uh, in terms of maybe what you can do with it. For example, Tally4 actually, um, you know, so we integrate with um, all the products that we've mentioned, uh, but ProConnect actually, uh, despite it being a cloud product, actually doesn't have uh, a way for me to get data in as far as I know. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, the world is still not perfect. It's so, really not, I'm not happy with it. Because that. that's one of the big value propositions of a cloud product is that you can have an API that's easy to access. And they, right. so you, they don't have an API that you can access. I am unaware of it. Oh. Um, and I've been poking around for a long time. So if I'm wrong, please let me know. <laughs> I think that's the frustration with tax software today is, you know, so much effort is still being put into preparing a return. You know, a lot of it's, shouldn't be done by humans. It should be automated. And, you know, while that might sound scary to some people, what what our customers have been finding is they love it, right? They're like, oh, the data, I don't have to worry about the data. It flows from transaction to accounting to tally for to, to the return, and then it's to the IRS. And, you know, what used to take, you know, a couple hours is now maybe monitoring the data and you can actually do, uh, it, it frees your brain up, right? I don't need to think about punching the numbers in, I can think about my client. So well, and there's when, still lots, lots to do. So when I got my start as a bookkeeper, I would work with tax CPAs, tax lawyers. And something I remember very vividly was sitting in the office with them, pulling up a trial balance, and I would be asked to email it over or even <laughs> yeah. print it. There was one attorney who liked me to print it for him. Nice. And I would say, okay, I'm going to print you the trial balance. And then he would put it out on his desk and he would very quickly key it in ah, to his tax software. And I asked yeah. him, like, isn't there some sort of import that you can do to save yourself the time of typing in all these 50 accounts? Yeah. And he said, there is, there's a CSV export you can do mm. that I can mm. import, but it actually takes me more time to reformat your <laughs> spreadsheet than for me to type it in because I'm so good with the 10 key. And he was a wizard with the 10 key. He like, <laughs> you know, I got my start as a musician. So like I can play fast. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing the 10 key like it was a violin. Yes. <laughs> you know? And he's and he's and he's playing, you know, a uh, a showpiece. Yeah, some people uh yeah, I was pretty good at a 10 key at one time and I kind of lost my my muscle memory. <laughs> and definitely it is music in some ways. <laughs> so yeah. that's a great analogy. I don't know if anyone would ever have a little song on. So, somebody should hook up a ten key. Actually, you should. I should do this. Hook up a ten key to like uh uh to play music because you well if you got ten keys, uh, you only need like I think you've how you, many more? Well, they actually they're four? called a ten key, but they've got more keys, right? So you could yeah. you could hook up a whole keyboard, you could have a whole octave, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, you could do it. Okay. Twelve notes, right? Okay, like we're gonna we're gonna see if we can do the that. ten key orchestra. <laughs> I feel like this has to have been done. We'll find it. Um, so, so I want to review before we move on, I, yeah. I, I want to review this, the landscape of the tax software world because you're giving me 
an overview and education that I just have, I've always been wondering here, are the names of these products. I don't really know what they are, what they do, what they're, who they're right for, who uses them. Um, so I want to dig in. And yeah. It's not comprehensive uh, by the way, right? There's other products out there right, that right. I'm not mentioning. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, these are the big ones by market share. I take it. These are the ones that yes. most firms are yes. using. So, okay. So Drake desktop software, you can virtualize it. I mean, you can virtualize any desktop software. So we'll just say it's desktop. Yep. Thomson Reuters, Ultratax, virtual. Onvio, cloud, doesn't exist yet, coming. Wolters Kluwer, Pro Systems, desktop. CCH Access, cloud, hybrid, hosted yep. by the company. Yep. You can't go host it yourself. Intuit Pro Series, desktop, ProConnect, cloud. Actually, a, a, the only, so that's the only cloud one that we've talked about that's actually available now, yes. but doesn't have an API. And Lacert, the granddaddy best product that's been around forever. A lot of firms use it. And I take it that's going to be hosted or not yes. uh, on-prem, right? Or, or. Uh, um, It can be on a virtual okay. machine. Yes. Virtual machine. Okay. So this is why, since there's only one cloud product here, yeah. a lot of firms I talk to, they want to go pure cloud, but they can't. And it's specifically because the tax software doesn't let them do it because they have to have like some virtual hosting solution. And, and or they have to have a server in their office, right? That's the big reason why a lot of firms can't move cloud. Absolutely, yeah. um, that's one. You know, one. You know, it's it's one big piece, right? It's yeah. it's one of the anchor tenants of of your software stack. Yeah. yeah, that is not that's holding everyone back. You know, there's other. You know, if you're in a larger firm, there's obviously other pieces that might might still be in that kind of camp. But if you're a young firm starting out and you're looking, hey, what's what am I going to use? Yeah, you kind of hit a brick wall. Well, so that's my next question is, who, who are these different products for? So like if I'm, let's go by firm size or yeah. you know, scale. Like if I'm a small yeah. firm, which we would classify as generally under 10 people, yeah. what am I looking at? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's actually a great survey from the Journal of Accountancy that's, uh, that's published every year on a survey of what products are being used, right, by the practitioners. And they break it down by how many practitioners purchase what product. So, you know, Drake is definitely for kind of uh, a solo practitioner, one or two. The cost is, is, is very low. So that's really kind of an entry-level product. You know, people love Drake's support. Um, they, they talk about how support is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a low cost, mm -hmm. easy way to get started. The certain ultra tax are kind of broad across the whole spectrum. You know, the big firms do use them. Um, and access and pro systems are typically larger firms. So they skew more to the heavy side, right? Large firms. I do know small firms, solo practitioners using access. I don't know many using pro systems, uh, but they do use access because, you know, it's, it's a good product. So maybe you've got Drake on one side, you've got Access maybe heavy on the other side and Pro Systems, and then you got Lacert and Ultratax kind of covering the, the kind of the, broad, the, the broad range, like a firms yeah, of all mid, size, mid, mid yeah, size. Small, uh, all the way to large. Okay. That's my characterization. So Pro Systems and CCH Access both tend to be larger firms? Yes. Okay. So Wolters Kluwer then, right? Those are the two products that you mentioned. They they really focus on the large firms, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think Lacerda and Ultratax have a, their good share of the, the large firms as well. Okay. Yeah. And it's right. It's kind of like the payroll days where you try to poach, you know, 
you know, ADP would try to poach from right? pay cycle or, or pay cycle, uh, exactly. no paychecks, paychecks and ADP. We're always going up against each other. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I like into like that. Like you may maybe switch every once in a while, or you know, if you if you move firms, right? For example, if you move firms and you are using Lucerne in one firm, you're a young professional, and then maybe you you get another job, and now they're using Access or they're using Pro Systems. You kind of learn both. Yeah. Maybe you land in a home, and now you're you're more of a you're more of one type, but you've seen one or two in the world, and you maybe hark back to using that, and you're. But that's kind of the world that I that I've, that's the way I see the world and people moving between products. How hard is it to go from one to the other? Um, the UIs are all different in their own fashion. I think if you know the, if you know the forms, you know, it takes obviously some learning, but you know, it's all form based. Um, so that's kind of your touchstone of knowing the lines on the form. Yeah. I don't know if I know them as well as I used to, but yeah, it takes, it takes time to, to learn each product. I'd say for sure. And the switching costs must be pretty high. I imagine firms don't swap out tax software very often. Yes, it's definitely something not to be done lightly, but people have done it, right? It's not like it's impossible. And actually at Tally4, we have firms that are actually more than one product because maybe they purchased a, a firm and one firm uses one product and they haven't had time to migrate them all onto one. The beauty about the cloud and tally for specifically is that we're neutral, right? We're, I want to help move data from anywhere to anywhere. So we've actually standardized, you know, our tax mappings to the IRS MEF file. That's modern e-file. So the IRS has done us a favor by standardizing uh, the XML, right? That's nerdy language for the box, uh, designation for the box. They've actually given us a standard so we kind of build to that. What that means for us is that we actually are agnostic to the, to the software vendors. So you can actually have two products on Tally4. You could have Drake and Access. And then you do all the, the mappings in Tally4, and you actually can just route it to wherever you want. So let's talk more about how that works. So yeah. I mentioned my experience watching a tax guy <laughs> yeah. type in a trial balance manually yeah. into his tax software yeah. to get what he needed to, to proceed. And that was the gap. It was a literal paper-based gap between yes. our systems. And I, well, I, at least he didn't go to a PDF and then, and then scan the PDF. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were a little more efficient than some. Um, yeah, so tell me about what you're doing with Tally4 and how you're, uh, how you're plugging that gap. The world is data. Everything is data. Even if you go pay cash at your coffee shop, it's going to make it into, into Square or Clover immediately as a digital transaction, right? So you may think it's physical, but it's actually instantly digital. And then that transaction will flow through transactional accounting. You know, it's same thing with the invoice, right? Mm -hmm. Anywhere it starts, a money transaction happens. It kind of moves into what I call the sexy world, right? FinTech is really sexy. Then there's accounting tech, which is maybe a little bit less sexy, but still essential. And then... It moves to the tax world where there's now this wall. And that's where it goes back out, back in. And it's like, okay, let me just maybe be a little clear, right? I think I'm talking about d direct tax, right? The indirect tax world, right? The Avalaras or sales tax is actually kind of ahead in terms of tax tech because they saw the volume problem with e-commerce, right? So e-commerce was more 
more apparent, hey, there's going to be a lot of transactions here. No one can be starting to key this stuff in. So that's why I think sales tax is advanced in terms of the tax technology, right? You've got all those guys that solved the problem, you know, maybe eight years ago. Um, so, but there's still this one big uh, underinvested space uh, on the tax filing products. You know, I'm talking about corporate too, right? In business, right? You know, Intuit obviously has TurboTax, which, you know, you know, has done, right? Has digitized that flow for individuals. Um, so there's this one, this one holdout portion that's still very important that, that please, someone, someone fix it because the world is moving ahead without you. It, it needs to change fundamentally because the next generation expects tools to be, Blake, I know you're younger than me, but even younger, right? Why am I, I can't believe, <laughs> you should see some of the icons on these products, but it, it'll come. And when it does come, I think you'll see the same things of what cloud accounting did for everyone's lives. Yeah. It, it And the bottom line, to be honest, right? You don't really even know what is being locked up in terms of value. You know, I'll use that word very loosely. You know, you can go work on the beach. I mean, you could be at your kid's in the bleachers in your kid's game and do some work. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to, right? But um, but yeah. that stuff needs to be unlocked because it's you shouldn't be in the office doing all this typing. Well, I think one of the problems, one of the big problems that I think causes a lot of the issues we have in accounting, which is you know the work-life balance issue, the yeah. difficulty attracting people into the profession issue, is all of this workload compression that happens yes. in a very short amount of time you know, a quarter or two quarters of the year, it all has to happen. And there's this pressure on the accounting side to close the books, get the data over the tax people who then have to scramble and in a few months do all of this work. And, and I think a lot of it is due to this issue of not being able to, the data doesn't flow easily. So it doesn't make, yeah. it's difficult to do it more than once a year. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's a stressful life. I mean, and, you know, you highlighted something that's actually also overlooked, right? I think the bookkeeping side, the cash side, they're more of a monthly cadence. They can, if they do it right, be on top of the books, right? Yeah. There is actually a, a, a cycle, and that's what really good cash practices do. They, they, they have good systems that they're monitoring the data. They're helping do the payroll. But the tax people, they can't do that. They kind of wait for this big deluge of data, and yeah, your guy could type it, but he's old by himself. How can, how can you train, you know, 50 people to type as fast as him? That's great and all, yeah. but in this modern world, not everyone can do that. Well, and, so, and do it without making a lot of errors. Well, yeah. I mean, right? yes. I mean, yeah. yeah, no question about it, right? So, so that's why it's a compounded problem. And then, you know, I actually think there's a personality difference between a bookkeeper, uh, you know, a, a bookside accountant and a tax person. Right, the different knowledge set, and is a different cadence of uh, work, and you can't just throw people across the side. Yeah, maybe someone might, but you can't just say, "Hey, you now are in tax world," you know, for whatever the the three months of during the busy seasons or the six months between the big humps. Right, it's like now you're tax. I'll pull you off bookkeeping. Right. So there is a cultural difference between the the two sides of the house, and the tax side of the house. I think they need they need their the, the good tools their life will change like the cloud accounting side if they are given the right tools. 
So how does Tally Ford do this? Like I'm doing the books in QuickBooks Online, let's say. How do how do you get the data? How do you un- get the flow going of the data into yeah. the software? Uh, tech software. Yeah, you you sign up for Tally Ford mm-hmm. and then you hit you hit connect to you know, and we, we connect with other things. We right, we connected the cloud products, zero into it, uh, right, QBO as well as QB desktop. And we have Excel, we have real estate GLs. We're trying to get as many GLs as possible, but we make it really easy to pull data in, in, in the really kind of a zero or into it uh, QBO world. You pull it in, it takes about five seconds. You get your trial balance. You know, what tally is, it's a trial balance. It's a ledger in the cloud, right? So we are, we're monitoring that data as you pull it in. And then we, we give you some tools to group and assign the tax lines. We memorize those over the years. We give you some automation to template, but literally once you pull the data in, in right. So, so the trial the return, balance that you're talking yeah. about the, the trial balance mapping that I've seen yes. in a, a lot of people do this in a spreadsheet, right? Yep. So I take the yep. trial balance and then I'll move uh, combine accounts. Yes. And combine them, group them, rename them. Um, and maybe I'll do some adjusting entries yep. uh, there yep. adjusting journal entries tax entries if you okay. do need to make book entries um right the trial balance is a beautiful product idea right it's really the the core of accounting right um it's very humble right it's oh it's just a chart it's just a name and number right but it really is how the data is organized and it's often overlooked as a point of of organization yeah so that's so but, important that we to get that place done right and in the cloud. So, and when we say grouping, like an example would be, I don't know, the bookkeeper was uh, very exactly. detailed and had yeah. 20 different accounts for office expenses. Yeah. Right? Or, right. I put each car as an account. I bought a couple of vehicles right. and I decided that each one should have its account and, and you don't want to put each car on the return. So, so for, you can just group them up. For yeah. tax purposes, we group it, you know, and we, uh, we report just that one number and, right. But we have to be able to, you know, trace back to the original books. Yes, yes. And so that's what yes. that document is. So your your software yeah. takes on the role of that mapping document, that trial balance, well, book to tax. Yeah, I mean, document. we are uh, a chart of accounts cleanup tool. I've never really kind of articulated in that way. But yes, if you have a chaotic chart of accounts, you know, we basically give you a way to kind of uh, clean it up, group it. You know, right now it's based on the tax uh, mm-hmm. kind of forms, but you could actually group it for any kind of other reporting purposes as well. Okay. So once I've cleaned things up and I've yeah. got my numbers that I want to put into the return yeah. and they're all, yeah, I've got the yeah. lines. I know, I know where they're going on the forms. How do you, how do you get them into the tax software? Like yeah. you were saying that ProConnect is cloud-based, but it doesn't have the API that you can use. I imagine yes. that a lot of these hosted or desktop or on-prem products, like, they don't have APIs, do they? Like, how do you? Um, <laughs> this is yeah. an, seems like an enormous challenge you've taken on. Well, yes, it's you know each one has their own kind of uh, import method. Um, you know, they're typically they're typically um, pretty good in the sense that they they allow certain fields to be imported, and then what Tallyfor does is make it really easy. We give you one file to import, and you don't even need to look at it. You just import it in. It's almost as good as an API, given the virtual desktop Got space. It. But it, it literally takes, you know, five seconds to get that data in, um, and there's no keying, right? So that's the really important part, and that's, uh, 
it's not it's not an API, but it's 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 almost as good to be honest, right. right? And some people actually prefer that because it works with their system, yeah. and they they actually get the work done. The benefit of what Talifor does is we memorize everything. So if you have junior staff maybe coming on or they're new, they can just kind of look at Talifor and they just say, "Oh, that was how it was done last year. Pretty much the next year is the same." The reviewer can kind of review it and and jump in right in the cloud and and kind of say, "Oh, that one's good." and move it along as data should be. Now, I will say, right, CCH Access does have an API. So that product, we de- we integrate a little bit deeper and there's a one button push. So they would push a button there and it would, it would go right into CCH Access. You'd select the return and it would go in. So what, what has been the change then? Like for firms that implement Tally for, how much time are they saving? And what is it... Yeah. Like how is it changing the way they, they operate? Um, like why would somebody why would somebody buy your product? Yeah, um, thank you for the opportunity to pitch. Uh, <laughs> um, you know they save about the equivalent of a full time equivalent for uh, you know every uh, fifty to seventy business returns. And is that because each return takes that much time to? To do this yes, manually. Over, yes. And you know, it depends on how efficient the firm is themselves, yeah. right? But that's what we've been seeing across our, our current customers and current users. And it's amazing how much time gets saved. Yeah. And yeah. especially year two and three, where everything's kind of set and you're really taking, you know, 10 minutes to move that data over. So it yeah. changes everyone's thinking about how they can, you know, not only you know, per return, you know, costs. But now they can think about a, a cloud team, right? A team that's not in one office. They can think about using resources in a different mm-hmm. manner. So it does yeah. open people's minds and they love it. So I'm very happy. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, the biggest problem we have in accounting right now for most firms is they can't attract experienced tax professionals. A tax manager, a good tax manager is like a unicorn, right? You just can't, <laughs> you can't find one. Yes, um, treat your tax managers nice. Treat them, <laughs> treat them very well, right? Um, yes. And so you're saying you can, you know, I mean, maybe not a tax manager, but like at least some, it, it, you can save on the lower level folks, right? Yeah, Reduce, there's, um, I mean. Well, you're using technology for what it is, right? Memorizing yeah. and kind of putting the flow in. And then it releases everyone's brain, right? The tax manager, as well as, right, well, maybe a junior Right, and they I, all and can stop thinking about yes. Like, wh- should I memorize this? Where's that Excel thing? Is it you know? Oh, you guys made some script that maps stuff. You know, even that. You know, I'm an Excel jockey. I, I used to do it like that, yeah. right? But freeing up even that that friction in your brain as you scale a uh, as you scale a firm, even once you get to five six people, it's just easy. <laughs> yeah, and and. A lot of firms, I imagine, have very high-level people doing this: managers, directors, partners, oh, gosh. doing yeah. the the mapping, right? All yeah, this yeah. manual yeah. moving of data and three hundred bucks an hour to map. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's why your returns are cost so much, right? No, just, no I, 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 mean, I think so, right? So, like a lot of firms are talking about dropping ten forties, trying to get out of that game. Oh, everyone that we talk to, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a trend actually. But I feel like if the data flowed smoothly, and you had the books up to date throughout the year. It would be possible. You might have to still raise prices, but it would be possible to have a very profitable 1040 practice. Um, But the problem is just these gaps that exist. 
Yes, I think you're going to have profitable, all, all different business lines, right? Yeah. Once you automate. So, you know, there's different reasons why people choose different sweet spots, uh, you know, within their firm. You know, our job at Tallyforce to, is to give you the options of how to choose to deploy your, your, your personnel, basically. So how much does Tallyforce cost? And then put that in perspective with the, like the tax software too, for me, because I was on, um, I was on Twitter and I saw a video from Logan. I think it was Logan Graf, who was yeah. talking about how much it cost him to run his small firm, and yeah. and then you know how much he makes. And he mm. was spending, I think it was like mm. thirty thousand dollars a year mm. on his tax software, mm. and that kind mm. of blew my mind. Huh. Is that normal? <laughs> is that is that like is that uh, is that a typical expense for like a, a solo practitioner or? Um, like what, what, it, yeah, definitely can get into four figures. You know, I don't yeah. know his specific uh, volume and stuff like that, but yeah, it easily can get to, yeah, that's not, that's not out of the question. Yeah. Now, Tallyford charges 30 bucks a return. Um, and that's it, uh, a return per year. So typically, and we should right, say costs, that's as of, uh, July, 2022, <laughs> in case you're listening to this later. You know, very modest cost uh, yeah. given this, the the amount of uh, time saved. Now, in terms of, uh, yeah, the stack, um, yes, it's an expensive. I mean, the overall tech stack of uh, tax is is a big cost, and yeah. you know, the virtual hosting is a component. I'm not sure if um, that included a virtual hosting piece. I think it. it but that's did, an additional cost. Maybe right? it did because he wasn't uh, breaking that out. Yeah, I mean, that in itself is right. Per user, you know, it could be fifteen hundred bucks a year. Yeah, um, yeah. So it adds up. Why do you think these companies haven't innovated in the way that Zero has, Intuit has, when it comes to general ledgers? I mean, we have so many options for cloud-based general yeah. ledgers of all sizes, companies yeah. of all sizes. We've got Netsuite, <laughs> we've got Intact in the mid market, we've got QBO, we've got Zero, we've got FreshBooks. That's you know, we've got so many choices. Uh, there's there's even specialized startups doing GLs like SoftLedger, oh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yet there's uh, been that's a great question. Why is that so little innovation um, in tax? I think because tax is a four-letter word. <laughs> it, it's it's baffling to me in a sense because um, because there's such a need, but I do think there's probably a, an expertise barrier. To, to build software is not easy, to be honest, right? You, you need experts that know the complexity of what you're doing. You need an engineering team that, that can do it. You know, I think that the incumbents, right, there's an investment. There's no, there's no uh, incentive to invest because they have the customers already, right? And it's in some ways a, a classic uh, business Harvard Business School case where like, oh, well, why would I do it? Why would I eat my own customer mm -hmm. by spending to, to build the next generation? I mean, that's why you have startups. The startups disrupt. Uh, they take a chance and they disrupt an industry because, it, you know, natural course of change. Um, but it's a risk, right? Yeah. Um, well, and it's, we saw Canopy. Canopy came in a few years ago and said they were going to build a tax product that would compete with these you know, existing ones and they failed. Yes. They so gave they, up. They identified the need. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's great that someone identified the need. Now execution is a different, a different issue, right? So there is a, there is a, 
you, someone needs to do it. So even seven years ago, someone tried, or five years ago, however long that was, right? Uh, so yes, please, someone do it. Um, you know, we're doing our part, but, but it's going to happen, right? Someone's going to do it because it's that last piece um, preventing truly automated. You know, everyone's talking about the metaverse, right? It, like, no one in the metaverse is going to be 10 keying stuff. So, well, um, is it, is it, it's, it can't be the difficulty of like writing the, the software because like we're just talking about putting numbers onto tax forms, right? Like, this is not building virtual worlds. Is it the tax law that's so difficult? Like, creating the, I mean, I imagine that there's, excuse my ignorance, listeners who are very familiar with tax, but this is not my area of expertise as a CPA. I'm on the GL side, right? The accounting side. And so t- to me, you know, I know there's a lot of complexity with like debits and credits and and building a system that can actually, you know, handle thousands and millions of transactions and all that sort of thing. But like in tax, I mean, you're just, you're taking a trial balance and you're yeah. you're putting it into forms. So why is it so hard to build a cloud-based version why like why did canopy end up giving up well you know the 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 tax law is definitely complicated right and being knowing that a corpus of uh right that corpus of what needs to be done is complicated right you do have to know it to get it right right this is a regulatory this is a compliance Mm -hmm. product so so i do think there's inherent difficulty in that now i don't think it's you know i don't think it's as, as hard to be honest right as 3d graphics or or gaming to be honest right or some of the the mathematical complexity maybe not that wide so i do think that's that's actually a good thing because it's within reach um but i think it just needs uh it needs kind of a good it needs a good team to build with the right vision with the good product people with good customers that are willing to to write yeah um i think that deep knowledge of the corpus of tax you, you definitely need to know uh that history of tax and all the forms and I, I think that's a big barrier. Finding people that know that and want to be in a software company is definitely one of the barriers. You know, finding programmers is another, right? That's yeah. not, right? You know, I, I I, I, say to my brother, it's just data, right? Just like what you said. It's like, oh, yeah, you type, right? You just type it. And any monkey can type. But, um, right, being able to, to craft a program in the cloud is, is definitely... Um, you have to find the right people. They'd rather be doing gaming or meta or right metaverse. So there are challenges to building a cloud product. It's not cheap for one thing. Last question before I let you go. This has to do with the shift to advisory services or the the constant, um, well, constant urging from thought leaders in our profession and from mm. it seems like everybody saying you gotta replace that $500 return with a $5,000 or more tax planning package for clients. But that seems like a really huge leap for a firm to take. So, you know, in the, in the time we have left, like, do you have any advice for firms that are looking to do more advisory, to do more tax planning work? Like, what have you seen that is successful and yeah. like, let's take it from the standpoint of yeah. I have I have yeah. a firm that's really heavy compliance, right? Yeah. I'm doing just a lot of like yeah. tax returns, yeah. busy season, yeah. churning them out, right? Not a lot of planning stuff for my clients. Like, how do I even begin? Like, where's the, where would I start? Yeah, Tallyford is actually working on a tax planning product as well, and uh, you know I think you get a sense the data, right? There's more things you can make more money on if you take away one of these big roadblocks. So. 
advisory is definitely something that that we think everyone's going to move towards in the next, you know, five, 10, the decade, right? Um, using your brain, you'll automate the easy stuff. Use your brain to talk to your customers and know the tax law and to really do that planning. And yes, you charge, uh, you should charge more for that. It should be a, a more important engagement. Um, so, you know, we, we think the software has to help you provide those services, right? It's very much like cloud accounting, uh, you know, 10 years ago. The, the product gave you a way to do different business and interact with your customers differently, and it opened up a whole new world. That's going to happen for the tax world as well with the software. So as we build our own products, you know, we do hope other people build other products that help the professionals really live their, their true worth as an expert and then, you know, build a great business around that. So uh, more to come from us. And we do hope that, um, right, that more products uh, help that be possible. So if our listeners want to learn more about Tally4, where can they go? Oh, tally4.com, T-A-L-L-Y-F-O-R.com. We've got some great resources there about what we do uh, and how to run a good uh, tax um, kind of stack and product in the cloud. Awesome. Peter, it's been great catching up with you. Thanks for giving me that uh, crash course on tax software and, and the gaps. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing innovation in this space. And uh, congratulations for being a first mover. Uh, my pleasure, Blake. Uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about tax and, and accounting. Love to, uh, love to learn more myself. And uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. See you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something new. And if you did, wouldn't it be nice to get some CPE credit for it? Well, I've got great news. My new app, Earmark CPE, offers free NASPA-approved CPE credits for listening to podcasts, including this one. Visit earmarkcpe.com to download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. That's earmarkcpe.com. 